Top, talking to the big wigs in marketing and advertising. We want to flip the story and start at the bottom. In this podcast, we're talking to the brilliant creative minds who are shaping the future of our industry. We're talking to the junior mafia in Adland. Welcome to the Junior Mafia podcast. I'm Dom Hickey, Head of Planning at DDB. And I'm Jade Hickey, Junior Planner at VML YNR. Today we're talking to Anae Reid. Anae is a copywriter at Publicis. This year she's had a really phenomenal run. Selected as part of the London International Awards Creative Liaisons Coaching Program in 2020, Anae went on to win the Creative and Grand Prix at the 2021 B&T Awards. In August she'll be joining a range of incredible speakers at the Cannes in Cannes Festival. <laughs> Welcome, Anae. It is great to chat to you Welcome. today. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, excited to be on my first podcast. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> well, uh, first up, we wanted to ask how you're feeling. So winner of both Creative and the Grand Prix at the 30 Under 30 Awards is really impressive. Um, how's your year been? Tell us a bit about it and how you're feeling. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been um, pretty unbelievable, really. I I didn't realize um like I didn't think I would win at all I was just happy to be shortlisted I was happy to be in Sydney for the awards um and then yeah one well I was one of three winners in the creative category so they award three from each category and then yeah I ended up winning the whole the whole show so yeah it's been just unreal and a bit of a blur since uh August oh sorry April that's so awesome do you want to tell us about like what that actually involved for anyone listening and doesn't know what it is yeah you mean like the application or yeah the application and what you actually had to do to win I guess give us the secrets (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the there was an application process um for the 30 under 30 awards and basically um you just have to answer like five questions um the first one's about sort of you know what what you've done in your career, like your key achievements. Um, I think the second question's um, why you're a leader and sort of what you're doing outside of work um, to help the industry. And then um, another question's about what's the biggest problem or what's a problem um, in the industry that we can improve on. And then, um, you know, give us your five words to describe yourself, classic. Um, and then just to provide a reference from like an employer or manager. So, yeah, it sounds pretty straightforward, but I, I took a while to craft the entry a bit. So, yeah. What five words did you go with? I think I went with um, no bull, just good ideas. Ooh, nice. I like it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. I love that. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the London Awards Coaching Liaisons Program you did as well? Yeah, so... Um, it's basically one of the most like prestigious sort of mentoring advertising programs in the world. And usually I'm pretty sure you get flown to Vegas and you get to meet all these global CCOs in the flesh and meet other, you know, um, mentees in the program. Um, but this year, obviously, because of COVID, um, we get to do that online, which um, kind of sucks, but it's still a great opportunity. So um, I think I've got three mentors that I get to meet. So Matt Eastwood, he's from McCann Health. Um, he's, I'm pretty sure he's Aussie, but living in New York or something now. Um, Rory Hamilton of Boys and Girls in like Dublin and Merle Jaime from Dentsu in the Philippines. So like they're pretty big names. Yeah, and, that's um, so exciting. Yeah, I'm keen to just pick their brains and get some advice. Is, is, um, that, so yeah. is that the main thing that motivated you to get involved in a mentoring program in the first place? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's important to have um, a strong mentor or just 
you know a sort of a range of people you can ask things to um I didn't I yeah I think I just sort of I was at a stage like you know a couple years into my career now and there's not really any mentor programs for that sort of level it's more graduates or Mm. um you know a bit further on down the track so yeah I thought it was a really good opportunity. Do you find in Brisbane that there's less I, I feel like there's a few mentoring programs in Sydney but uh, probably more Sydney-based or Melbourne-based rather than Brisbane-based. So is there a bit of a lack of that support in Brisbane as well? Yeah, I think so. Like there's the Assisterhood, which was um, like a female mentoring program for which started in Brisbane. Um, so there's that for sort of, you know, early stage careers or graduates. But, um, yeah, nothing for sort of, you know, five-plus years in, I don't think. So mm. it's really important and you, you sort of always need somebody um, no matter your age, to kind of bounce things off. So I think it would be great to know because, like, personally, I've heard about all these people entering awards and I always see them come up on LinkedIn and stuff, but by the time that they've, like, already won them and they're like, oh, yes, I won silver and stuff, like, what is the best resource for even finding out about these mentoring programs and these, you know, the Khan the Young Lions and all of those? Because there seems to be so many, but is there a clear place where you find out where you can enter and what you need to do, et cetera, or how did you find out about them? Yeah, that's a really good point. I, there's not really one um, hub of where you can find all those competitions and um, I think there really should be. Um, there is one Instagram page I follow called Adspur and they sort of post, it's sort of more major award shows around the world, but they sort of post all the dates for them and give you all the links. But yeah, there's nothing for kind of, you know, juniors or mids um, in terms of where to find all these opportunities. Right. So you've kind of just got to Google it yeah. and, you know, look up other creatives or look up other people that have done well and then find out what they've done and then go after that same sort of competition. Maybe it's another thing we can add to the website when we get it up and running, Dom. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> People to find that out because that would be fab. Yeah, it's a good point. I think you also need an agency that's really behind you in entering those types mm. of things. Like if you have an agency that's big on helping you to enter them, you get a lot of support and they'll point stuff out and, and yeah. encourage you to do it. Yeah, because a lot of those competitions cost, you know, what, $250 to enter. And if you're a junior in a in in a little independent agency and they don't have heaps of money to go putting into awards for you, um, it is hard to kind of enter them in the first place. So, yeah, there is, um, there's plenty out there, though, that are free or, or low cost. So just give them all a crack. There you go. Persistence, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. And speaking of when you were kind of younger and starting out, you obviously started as a designer and then moved into a role as a creative. What do you think is the best part of the job and are you kind of happy with where you've ended up? That's true. Um, yeah, I studied fine arts and business, uh, thinking I wanted to be a graphic designer. And I think I had my first couple of freelance clients and just decided it really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I did a copywriting class in the business degree and that really sparked um, something in me and I just sort of followed that path. Um, but the best part of the job for me is just just the range of what you get to do every day. Um, so, you know, one week I'm crashing raw eggs in a little miniature truck for road safety and then the next week I'm trying to create ideas for fundraising for abused children. So it's like it's such a range and like you really have to flex your brain to kind of 
um, solve these problems. What was was there a piece of advertising that you saw that made you want to move into advertising or something that really got you inspired or really excited about the prospect of moving into a copywriting role? Oh, yeah, I'm going to say yes to this one. Um, I grew up in New Zealand and I remember seeing this ad for I think it was Trumpet. It's like a Cornetto or like a drumstick ice cream. And they had this um, ad on TV that was just a classic. Their prop was like um, their prop was simplifying summer. So it was a really kind of boring statement, but the way they did it was so funny. It was like um, this guy walking to camera um, in his DTs at the beach and this voiceover is like, um, let's see how long it takes for togs to become undies. And he basically walks towards camera and as soon as the beach disappears, the voiceover is like undies, 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 and this kid's like disgusted by him. And um, it just, it, it's a really funny execution for <laughs> such a simple, um, yeah, it just, it made me laugh when I was younger and I thought oh, I want to do that. I love that. Those those little moments, like when you're younger, you don't realize how much effort goes into advertising and stuff. And then you realize it's like when it's done right, it's basically a little movie succinct in like 20, 30 yeah. seconds or whatever. It's so awesome. Yeah, totally. Just to go on a completely different topic to making you laugh, you worked on a really awesome anti-bullying campaign um, recently. I think it was for the Queensland government. Um, it was really strong work. What was the process that you went through with that? Can you take us through it and talk a little bit about it? Yeah, I can. Um, so, yeah, so we got a brief from the government to kind of stop cyberbullying, which is just such a huge task and um, there's not really one clear solution. So we kind of took a different approach. We, instead of just going out and making ads and whatever, we actually um, created like this youth event, which sounds really lame, but um, we tried to make it as non-government and just fun and cool as possible and we basically got like 120 um, 12 to 18 year olds in a big um, sort of stadium we got influencers tiktokers all these sort of people to do panels um, and we got the kids interacting with them and we got these really great insights um, because we didn't want to kind of speak for them Mm -hmm. and um, yeah so from those insights from the event um, we transformed them into two separate campaigns so there was one for parents and one for kids because we found you can't really try and do both in the one campaign. Um, So the parents one was uh, really important to make sure they didn't feel like to make sure they weren't interfering Mm -hmm. because usually the parent tries to fix the problem whereas the kids told us on the day they just want to be heard and they want someone there for them. They don't really want any action taken. They just want to know they can go to them for support. Um, so that was a really sort of emotional execution. And then the kids' version of the campaign was um, called Swipe It Away. And what we did was um, that was actually a quote from one of the kids in the in the event. Um, and it was basically all about empowering the kids to kind of not, you know, all these cyberbullying campaigns we get, it's like speak up, stand up, do something. And that's that kind of makes you feel like a snitch and the kids, they just wanted to just get on with it, refresh the news feed, just just swipe it away. Um, and we did that with sort of like this cool superpower, um, Scott Pilgrim kind of execution and it was really fun and it's had great results. So, yeah, proud of it. Yeah, I love how different both the executions are. Like I think you've landed in a really unique spot for both audiences. I thought the parents' one was incredibly strong. Thanks. 
Uh, and I'll just yeah. mention that one. I can't take um, like all the credit. That was done by Twiggy, my mentor. Um, so she did the parents one and I helped on that a little, but I, I mainly did the kids one. <laughs> Yeah, strong, really strong campaign. Mm, thank you. Uh, I, like moving on from that into something that's more about the culture of advertising, we've chatted a bit about the drinking culture in advertising and how entrenched it is in the way that we work and the way that we play. Uh, and you had some thoughts on what we could be doing better or what we think needs to change. What do you think about the culture of, you know, that work hard, play hard um, life that we all seem to live? Yeah, I think it's better now than what it was, say, five years ago. Um, but there's still work to be done for sure. You know, instead of meetings at the pub, maybe we could do, you know, coffee meetings or walking meetings even, um, you know, where you don't have computers and you just go for a walk and talk about the brief. Um, you know, stocking non-alcoholic or low-alcoholic beers and gins and that kind of thing. There's a huge surge in that, um, that sort of demand for those non-alcoholic stuff. Um but I think for younger people and juniors, there's definitely a pressure there to to drink or drink heavily to fit in. Not so much at publicists, um, but what I've heard from like friends in other agencies um, and other cities, like if you don't drink or participate, um, you're kind of like looked at a bit funny or you kind of have this little, I don't know, it's just a weird feeling um, where you kind of looked down upon. Um, so I think definitely like agency leaders can um, make some change and just, you know, whether it's changing up the meeting structure and doing something different on, on a Friday Arvo instead of the drinks trolley, um, you know, it's not the biggest issue there is in the world at the moment, but I think it, it can be easily fixed. And mm. what, do you think, what do you think are the big issues in advertising? Oh, so many, <laughs> like diversity, representation, you know, trying to really solve problems and not just make ads, I feel. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of complexities around that. Fair. And what do you think, to go to my favourite question, the best piece of advice you've been given since you entered the industry has been? The best advice? Oh, that's a hard question. Probably just um, just be persistent, you know. There's so many ideas and opportunities and even competitions that you can win and bring to life with a bit of persistence. Like I didn't do the best in advertising in award school or uni, but as long as you just keep having a crack, a lot of people will drop off and you'll be the one that's starting to win things. So, um, you know, especially in creative, you're going to be shot down 99 times out of 100 um, and you just got to like grit your teeth, get on with it, learn from it and just throw another 100 out there. I love that. Well, I think that's it. It was really, really good to chat to you. Thanks so much for coming on board. Yeah, I love that advice. Thank you, Anag. Thank you guys so much for having me. I uh, hope it helped and I hope um, people listening uh, enjoyed it. I certainly did. No problem at all. And as always, if you know anyone or you'd like to reach out to us to be on the Junior Mafia, then please email us at juniormafiapodcast at gmail.com. See you later. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks. <laughs> 